This is a Triple J podcast. I think I've mentioned it enough. I think we've spoken about it enough on this podcast, Pip, that dating is just a fucking hot mess. I know, it really is. It's a minefield. Like, from the moment that you are writing out your bio and your preferred app and you're choosing the pickies and messaging somebody and making sure the timing is just right and you're not double messaging, it is honestly insane. And it's this crazy phenomenon as well where we've all agreed this is how we're going to meet people now. And I think one of the biggest things and the scariest things for some people in dating is making that move, shooting your shot, whether yeah. that's just like asking someone out, letting them know that you're interested or even like a kiss, a little handhold, but even just initiating sex. Yeah, it is very exciting and thrilling for some. Like some people love the chase of it, but some people are like, oh, this is giving me anxiety. And what? we've heard from you is that there seems to be a lot of anxiety around who should initiate. And in particular, it seems to be guys, Pip. We get a lot of DMs from guys who say that they're really worried about initiating stuff in dating because they don't want to come across as creepy or too keen or have their intentions misinterpreted. Yeah, it's interesting to hear so many guys saying that they felt like it's a really bad idea or it's going to make girls feel uncomfortable. And the big one that really shocked me was it's too risky. And I think a lot of this anxiety comes from Post Me Too, which we're going to get into. So yeah, in this episode, so much to unpack. We're going to find out why some guys are afraid to make the first move. And how to work through this anxiety to initiate respectfully and that both people are having fun. Also... This podcast is obviously for everyone. I think anyone should be listening to this, but we are going to focus on straight hetero relationships. There's a lot of patriarchal stuff, gendered stuff that um, we're going to try and unpack. But yes, stay tuned. There's a lot to learn for everyone. Okay, so one of the first people who started this whole conversation was Sam. He slid into our DMs maybe a couple months ago, and we got him on the phone to tell us more about how he's feeling about making the first move. Yeah, I just kind of messaged um, talking about initiating kind of intimacy or going in for kind of a, a kiss with a girl nowadays in the whole online dating scene. Tends to be, you know, a bit anxious now trying to go in to, you know, not seem like I'm trying to be too creepy or um, make them feel uncomfortable. Recently, I've just gotten back into online dating again, and like it seems like you have a good connection with the person, but you don't really know if it's too straightforward just to ask them, oh, do you want to come back? Or has there been enough time to know each other? Or, you know, I just want to respect their boundaries as well and not be, you know, get them uncomfortable and put put myself in a position where I'm going to feel anxious if I try and make a move, you know, and it could be interpreted the wrong way. Yeah, so if something was to happen, you know, if like you were to try and go in for a kiss or initiate something like that, if it doesn't go the right way or the girl wasn't actually thinking that that's what was happening or, you know, maybe the guy misinterpreted the messages that was being, you know, sent across, then, you know, maybe it just kind of stems into a bit of overthinking and should I even initiate anything at all? Because it tends to backfire on the men a bit more. So it could be taken completely out of context and, you know, usually the girl's probably going to be believed more than what the guy's story might say. You know, do I risk, you know, is it is it worth it or do I make that gamble? Because, you know, you hear a lot of girls say, oh, just go for it or, you know, that's what a lot of guys say too, but I don't want to overstep and put them in an uncomfortable position, so... 
Uh, when I like to meet people or I'm in a relationship, um, love, you know, um, physical touch tends to be my love language. That's the way I want to show, I want to come over, give you a hug, or even if it's sometimes I like giving a little neck massage or, you know, shoulder massage, just as like a, how are you going or something like, but sometimes that's, you know, with new people, you don't really know what they like and stuff too. And it seems as though with online dating and it's hard to understand what people's boundaries are and what their limitations are and what they're expecting and what they actually want out of it. What's like the one thing that you want us to like get out of this? If you could just like sum it up in a sentence, like what is the thing that you need help with the most? I would say how to how to navigate the questions to stuff, you know, how to initiate it in the first place and what in my instance what would women want, you know, a guy to do to initiate stuff. We are going to answer those questions from Sam. And if you have similar questions, we are going to do that in this episode. Yes, that's the mission for this pod. So stay tuned. We'll get to it. But first, we want to focus on this feeling. Because I think for both Dee and I, we were like, wow, we've never really heard a guy talk so openly before. Like, I don't think I've ever heard a guy talk like Sam has about, I don't know, struggling to initiate or or just feeling a bit uncomfortable out of place yeah and that anxiety that he feels but we also know that it's something a lot of guys feel but this is only new to us since talking about it this Mm. week on our instagram um but we spoke to clinical psych and men's mental health expert Zach seidler who talks to so many young men um, about this anxiety that sam's been feeling and we wanted to know how common is it for guys um and he can say with full confidence that yep lots of dudes are feeling the same this is happening all over the shop. Guys have no barometer as to what they should be doing, what is okay, what is not okay. There seems to be a real judgment difficulty going on here, which is that there is so much narrative in the media. There is so many cancellations that have happened over the past, you know, couple of years that have got guys shook. You know, I get mums calling me all the time being like, my my boy can't go to a house party because he's going to be accused of rape. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I've got another client who who I spoke to last week who goes, I messaged the girl on Tinder saying, hey, how are you going? And she goes, ew, creep. And that was the end of the dialogue. So there's a serious shift happening here, which is can be viewed as beneficial, whereby women are taking back power for, for in various situations but wielding it in a way uh, like this in certain circumstances is not going to be beneficial for them either. I think we do understand where Zach's coming from in terms of like it's validating for girls to have this power back and we do get where you're coming from. But, yeah, the whole ill creep thing, for me, I'm like, oh, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, that's not it. That is not it. Yeah. Like replying to someone on a dating app who just says, hi, how are you? Like that's it's like why are you there then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time. There's a lot of feelings, anger mm. towards men. Um, and you have no idea where this woman has come from and like what she's experienced. So it's it's really tricky. There is a lot of nuance in this and you're going to hear us grapple with that throughout, throughout the whole episode. episode. <laughs> um, also, Zach did listen to Sam. He heard his, his thoughts, his questions as well. And he just wanted to say that he felt like Sam was coming from a really good place. There is benefit in being self-aware. There is benefit in Sam's thought process here yeah because that's that's huge progress in in where we've come from which is 
men just going, I can do what I want whenever I want, not ask anyone about it and just assume that I'm in the right, yeah, um, Jonah Hill style. So instead of what we want is for young guys to go, what's happening here? What am I seeking? And how can I communicate that effectively? I love that Zach actually validated this and was like, yeah, Sam is coming from a good place. And you can tell it's from somewhere genuine. It's like a concern of wanting to do the right thing and not stepping on anyone's toes or boundaries. But then, you know, on the same stroke, there are the guys out there who, for lack of a better word, weaponize like these kind of post me too sentiments and do it in a bit of a bitter nasty way mm. I, I probably don't even need to explain that really I think people it's can more just hear it the, in their head yeah it's more just the like oh can't do anything right anymore these days or, yeah you know? that kind of like PC attitude yeah it's like we oh, can't say anything I mean we obviously have just mentioned post me too uh but there are a lot of reasons why so many guys feel this way it could be you know a confidence thing a fear of rejection not knowing what to say or do there's been so many conversations we've had over the past five years about uh consent and Zach says coming out of the last couple of years no one knows the rules anymore. I think, firstly, we should really separate the difference between like consent around sex and asking someone out. They're, they're two very different things here. And I think that the issue is, is they're being conflated and that happens heaps where guys are like, I can't do this. I can't ask for a blowjob. I can't. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're, they're totally different things here. Asking to go on a date with someone, making the first move is very different from what Sam is asking about, for instance, but they're being kind of thrown together. But I think that we're in a cultural moment right now where COVID has really blown stuff up. Yeah, it was dating app hell or heaven, depending on who you are, um, for those those past couple of years. And so it's led to this real atrophy of, of social anxiety, whereby people do not know necessarily the rules of engagement. And I think that that's what we're witnessing is that so many of these young guys are going, all right, I've fallen into this content abyss on TikTok where they're viewing stuff over and over. I haven't actually had any interactions with you know men or women to be able to grapple with this stuff. And so there are heaps of assumptions and that's where anxiety comes from. It's like no practice. That's literally what's going on. And so you've got that plus a history of me too, plus this whole, you know, shaming really of masculinity and the over overwhelming narrative around toxic masculinity, which is leaving lots of men going, I don't know where I stand. And I really do think that it's, you know, this, this pull in the opposite direction is not going to be useful for guys because they're backlashing and we really don't want that either. Speaking of the Me Too stuff, we did have lots of comments and DMs from you about this. Yeah, guys saying it's too risky in this post-Me Too climate to ask for things like sex or kissing. Yeah, so we asked Zach this. Do you think that these perspectives are valid? Like what's his thoughts on this? And here's what he had to say. No. Um, like like it's, it's a valid experience if they've been through certain things you know where you know there's been a, a miscommunication of sorts and they've really felt misunderstood it's that it's that experience that is causing a lot of anxiety for, for guys and it's the fact that they can't necessarily understand the interactions that are happening and so when they do something and, and it gets thrown back at them they go Whoa, what do you mean my intention was this yes your intention may have been this but it but it didn't come across correctly and that's where practice comes through it is a matter of self-regulation to go what's happening right now am I aware of my own intentions my own communication style and what I am trying to say here but you know nothing has changed fundamentally about how dating works nothing has changed yeah there is still someone who has to approach 
fundamentally someone has to make the first move and you know there's going to be interest or there's not going to be interest it's now about those second and third moves around how do you deal with rejection how do you deal with a sense of failure or shame and my call out to all of the young guys out there is that you know shooting your shot and and putting yourself out there in a respectful way no matter what comes back at you is a success like doing that in this day and age where it's deemed you know such a hard task it's so impossible to get anyone to go out with you just stepping over that mark of discomfort and giving it a shot is is huge. Zach is so spot on here. It generally feels like rejection is where guys seem to struggle the most. I mean, we've definitely heard, and I'm sure you have as well, many guys like react differently to rejection. Some say like, oh, I didn't want you anyway. You're ugly. Yeah. Gross. Like, oh, bitch. Yeah. Fuck you then. Like or whatever. Yeah. It can even leave. We've seen it happen. So many times to actual violence. Completely. Exes. Like, we didn't even go into it. But, yeah. you know, I think post Me Too, there's been so many conversations that women have been having about this response to rejection um, and to men trying to grapple with their feelings of, of fear and anxiety around stuff like sex. And a lot of women just feel like men should just sit with those feelings and deal with it. Yeah, um, this feminist writer, Jessica Valenti, said, if men want to help women in this moment, they could start by sitting with whatever discomfort and fear they have, however misplaced it may be. They could understand that what they're feeling is a fraction of what women deal with, and instead of panicking or overreacting, they could listen. This was something that we posed to Zach. Here's what he said. I completely agree. This is a this is a moment for men to listen. Yeah, and we're... we're aware of that I like to think on a on a broader level that this is if you want to get anywhere especially in a heterosexual relationship you're just going to have to step back and go firstly what have I done historically what impact has that had and how am I going to approach things moving forward defensiveness is the worst possible response in this circumstance but in the same instance um, it takes two to tango and so we really need we don't need education and time and effort put in by young women. They've had enough emotional labor on their on their uh, shoulders to date. But there does it's a game, yeah. It does require engagement for both people. And so, if a young guy and I've seen this happen a lot, come out comes out and goes, "Oh, I don't understand. Like, what happened there?" And someone goes, "You'll never get it," and then just bails. Yeah, it's like there are opportunities here for engagement to offer a, a learning opportunity that might actually blossom into something as well, you know. Turning men into feminists is only going to happen through conversation and I think that it's worth our while. You know, I often talk to people about young women and sports women, especially on on Twitter, being like, I don't want to engage with any of these guys. You know, they're just throwing misogynistic shit at me endlessly. Why should I engage? And I'm like, you shouldn't be giving them endless time. But if you just respond with one thing and you and you get a sense of engagement, it's like that's probably going to be worth your while in changing someone's attitude. Hear me out. I do love what Zach's saying here, but also we're tired. You know, we feel like we're always having these conversations. Daily. No, yeah. not really. But I am having them a lot. And it is it is always coming from a place of like I really want to educate the people I care about. Mm. But I have to say like responding to misogynistic trolls online, I don't know if I'd be giving them a sentence. Yeah. I know Zach said like just it doesn't have to be endless time. I, we get that. 
I don't know if I would even give them a little moment of my time. I just think online battles are not it. But that being said, pick your battles, right? So if there's somebody in your life, like a brother or a boyfriend or a friend or whatever, and they, you know, could require a little bit of nudging, a bit of guidance, you choose your moments and you do that. If you can, if you have the energy to. And I think, yeah, what Zach's saying is so legit there. Like the change won't happen unless we're all doing it. And that's not just women. Mm. That's men as well. That's everyone. Um, talking about taking two to tango. Oh. Tangle in the sheets. Tangle in the sheets. Um, Great pun. A lot of guys told us that they put in their hands up. They're waiting for the girl to make the first move because that's just the safest thing to do. Interesting strategy. How's it playing out for them? And for women, I don't know, not great, but we are Zach. I'm all for women asking men out. I think it's a, it's a, it's a great movement and it leads to, you know, a greater sense of empowerment, et cetera. But plenty of women in this day and age still want to be asked out. Like that's just the reality of it. That's always how patriarchy works, which is that, you know, everyone is a part of it. I'm just going to add that I feel like this is a bit of me. I know consciously that I can absolutely make the first move subconsciously, some level, the patriarch has seeped into my pores and my blood (laughs) and I still struggle. I'm like, it's something about it doesn't sit right with me and I know that's fucked because we should be all making the moves. But that this is what Zach's saying. Like it's it's harder because we are all part of the patriarch and we've been told these narratives for so long our whole lives. So it's like I've always been told the boy makes the first move, the guy makes the first move. And if I'm feeling this way and I'm not making the first move and the guy's feeling anxious and he's not making the first move, then ain't no relationship happening. What are you doing? No one's dating. Not a lot. (laughs) And again, the problem really lies in your feeling of it actually being risky in quotation marks I'm doing because it's not actually that risky. Most of the time, nine out of ten times, you're just going to get like a no thanks or no reply or a turn down at the bar or whatever. Like Mm. it's not the end of the world. And what Zach is saying, and he said it before, he'll say it again, is that it's about how you handle yourself if you get rejected. I think that that idea that it's, it's risky or fearful to ask somebody out is only if rejection is a shameful failure inducing experience. Yeah. So the very act of asking someone out, there is there is no risk in it if your intention is good and if you are willing to deal with any outcome. And so, you know, there's there's plenty of people um, who I think are grounded in the right understanding here, which is that come forward and, and put yourself out there and understand that you can represent and present, you know, a positive, stable male force that is aware of himself and that understands that things won't always go his way, but he's willing to put himself out there. And I, and I think that if we move to a reality where, hey, how are you, ooh, creep, is the norm, that's going to be really problematic for everybody. This is not, as I said, in, in women's best interests either to, to, ha- to wield this type of power over, over men because it's just not going to lead to anyone getting to the, the end point that they want really. A lot of you told us that you don't want to make the first move and you don't want to come across as creepy and if you are coming across as creepy, it's because you're not hot. You're not attractive. Only hot guys get the girls. Yeah, we got a DM from Harry saying shooting your shot only works if the other person finds you attractive, otherwise it's creepy. Interesting. I don't know about this because I think, like, it doesn't matter about 
I mean, hot privilege does exist. Yeah. But I don't think it's gendered to just guys. I think that exists across everyone. Yes. That hot people, no matter what they do, will probably most likely succeed. Succeed. Yeah. So it's kind of like a moot point in my mind. We asked Zach about this and he did say it's kind of bullshit. I mean, I think the main thing is that guys like girls are just as susceptible to drinking the Kool-Aid of people telling us that we are shit and we're ugly and that we have no hope. And this is all coming through online stuff. Once again, TikTok has not done good things for, for young guys at the moment. There's this whole notion of alpha and beta. It's just like ruining men. It's leading to the incel movement. It's it's leading to this idea that like I can't possibly be good enough for any woman out there. And it's actually being perpetuated by men who are trying to make money by making you feel like crap. So don't buy into that. All right, let's... Get to the advice. Yes. If you are listening right now and you are feeling anxious, you feel scared, you don't know how to make that first move, say you're at a cafe, you think someone's really cute, you want to ask for their number. Yeah, maybe you have met somebody online and you want to initiate a first date, don't know what you're going to type yet. Maybe you're even out with somebody and you've seen them a couple of times. Because, by the way, this isn't just like a first-time like thing. No. A lot of guys messaging us being like, I've been dating someone consistently and I don't know how to invite them back to my place. How to get out of the friend zone. Yeah. How do you make that first move? What is your first step? Zach says it's got to do with your mindset. Firstly, take the pressure off of yourself and just go in expecting nothing. The intensity should really be turned down. There might be anxiety, but turn turn down the intensity, which is that this could end in any way. This could end positively, could end negatively, but understanding that, especially if you're anxious, just taking that step. You know, we always talk about exposure therapies, like 101. You want to go and just give it a shot. And so walking up to them, but saying in your head in advance, I'm all right if this doesn't come off, but I'm just going to give it a shot. And And understanding that there is no such thing as, as failure here. There are plenty of men or women going around. And so there's no harm in giving it a go, but holding it lightly, reducing intensity, increasing humor and talking about your own you know, vulnerability is going to lead to a more positive exchange regardless. Yeah. Speaking on that, if you are feeling anxious, Zach says, just lean into it because vulnerability is actually really hot. We love it. Oh my God. I once had a guy tell me that he was so nervous on the date. I was like, that's so cute. I really, really liked it. I was yeah. Like, it makes them more human. And it's like most likely you are feeling anxious too. So when someone breaks that ice and says that, you're like, okay, thank God. Because me too. Bond over that now. <laughs> Trying to understand that if you are feeling like you are coming across as creepy or, or whatever it may be, the best way to lean into the very act of asking someone out is to go, what is my vulnerability here? Yeah. The fact that I'm anxious about asking you out, the fact that I'm afraid about being rejected. And so if you go up to someone and say, and you don't need to comment on their appearance, like there's some idea that you need to comment on someone's appearance um, as, the, as the only way in, but rather just saying, hey, I'd really love to, to have a, a chat with you. How are you going? How was your day type thing? And then say, and then they go, oh, they're a bit iffy. And you go, I'm actually really anxious doing this. Like I don't do this a lot. This is, and not using that as a pickup line either. It's like, this is where wielding vulnerability and when weaponizing it, I guess um, lots of men are doing that now. And it's like false feminism. Yeah. We don't want that either. If you are, if you are feeling worried about doing this thing, admit it. 
you know, admit that it's like, it's weird, it's strange, joke about it, break the ice. That's kind of the, the greatest superpower that you have is leaning into the reality of the situation, which is like, this doesn't happen a lot anymore, but I thought it might be fun. Like we said before, and Zach said, go in expecting nothing, take the pressure off. But just also know that in dating, it's just a reality that some people are going to be shit. That's them. That's their problem. And that's just the way with dating full stop. If someone treats you like shit, that's their issue. The way that you respond is on you. For every, let me just say, I've spent so many, so many years on dating apps. For every 10 quote unquote ill creeps, there's one really good person. So don't let the ill creep or the like weirdos on the dating apps deter you. Keep going. Keep putting yourself out there. You are going to find someone. You just have to stick it out. It sucks, but stick it out because there are good people out there. Yeah, and I think it's naturally like what we do as humans. Like when you see something so extreme and you attach that to everything and you kind of paint everything with a broad brush and maybe some people are going, oh, there's way too many ill creeps. That's what women are always like now. I'm too scared to make a move. And it's like, no, that was just like one of us. And girls could be saying the same thing. There's too many creeps out there. I hate all men. They suck. Yeah. Everyone's just like trying to get in my pants or whatever it is that you're thinking. It's like, unfortunately, this is this minefield that we're dating in now, but it's just worth persevering because you will meet someone great. All right. So we've covered lots of making first date moves and chatting people up, but... Sam's main concern was kind of more about like sex and intimacy and kissing because he was saying like his love language. He's a very like a physically affectionate person and he's worried about that kind of stuff and and worried about consent as well, which is so fair. As you guessed, a lot of what we talk about on The Hookup, it has to do with communicating. I'm going to be a young male Esther Perel right now and just talk about the fact that if you are doing anything in a sexual situation communication is everything yeah it's the only way you can understand what is wanted what is desired what is appropriate and what is consensual and so Hugh Grant does it incredibly well in most of his rom-coms where he walks up to Julie Robertson and he goes I just love to kiss you now you know can I it's like it's romantic in and of itself the idea that that is that that is going to somehow break the romance rather than in you know, improve it, I think is crap. I think that that is the 101 is like, say what you want. It's attractive. Ask for it. Don't demand it. There's a very clear difference between asking and demanding. And again, holding it lightly and going, I'm going to put this out there. And it's not the end of the world if they don't want it now. They might not want it now because they're nervous, because you're in public and they're not comfortable with it. There's any number of reasons that it's it's not uh, necessarily the right moment rather than I'm broken and I'm a failure. So approaching again with with an openness, I think, and asking and making making light of it, making a joke about it and making it, you know, something that that you're willing to say, again, this is a bit off, but I just wanted to to know what you're thinking about this thing. This is so true, D. Cannot stress this enough. No. We had so many girls get in touch with us being like, just ask. It's so hot. Yeah, Imogen was one of them. She literally just went on a really great first date where the guy asked multiple things consensually and it didn't make the situation any less romantic. Yes, we had had like a really great date night and um, we shared an Uber home because we live quite close and we were just sitting in the car and um, at one point he was like, oh, can I put my hand on your leg? And I was like, yeah. 
that's what it's there for go for it um and then also right at the end he he asked if he could kiss me and i just thought really it's just a really nice feeling to know that somebody wants to kiss you but also that they care enough about whether or not you want to kiss them back like it didn't break any moment at all um and i'm of the opinion that if you think a mood's going to be broken by asking for consent then there really wasn't a mood there to begin with This is also an interesting perspective and if someone has a life experience of being neurodivergent or if they have autism or Asperger's, asking is so, so important and the best way around it because Oliver said in our DMs, saying going off the vibe to know to kiss somebody really doesn't help neurodivergent people who can't pick up those signs a lot of the time. Completely fair. Ask. There is no harm in asking. Like you heard, it is not, not hot. I think it's really hard. Going back to Sam as well, something that he was struggling with was how to invite people over without insinuating that something's going to happen. Like say he's on a really good date, he wants to see the girl more, he wants to keep hanging out with her saying come back to mine. He doesn't want to say that because it might insinuate that he's expecting that sex or oral or something will happen, Um, but he doesn't want that pressure there. Yeah, I think a lot of guys often say nothing has to happen when they're in that moment. And they think, like, maybe sex is going to happen. But then in saying it's so complicated because, like, if you're inviting someone back to your house and you say nothing has to happen, you're still implying that you thought that something might happen. You're acknowledging that the happening might be happening and nothing has to happen. And it's like, it's just you can't. <laughs> we get it. It's it's confusing. It's this messy. It's so messy. Um, so, yeah, if you feel like Sam feels, it's so valid. Um, but Zach just says, like, it's all about how you respond in the moment. When you are going about that, it's never in the first, this is the same thing. It's the same with asking someone out, the same with with asking, you know, someone to come over. It's never in the asking. It's in the second response. It's when you say, hey, would you like to come over? And they say, oh, I'm not feeling it tonight. How do you respond to that? What type of guy are you going to be in that moment? Because it's that that defines you. It's that that defines whether or not you are, you know, internally able to self-regulate, to respond, you know, effectively um, and and respectfully as well that goes, yeah, all right, that's totally fine, rather than, are you sure? You know, there's all of those little things which guys don't necessarily pick up on. There's no risk of sexual assault when you're messaging someone to ask them to come over. There's no risk there. It's in the pushing that, that things start to become problematic. The pushing thing, I think, is where some people get confused because they might say, well, she came over or she messaged saying that she wanted to have sex. But, like, we talk about it so much on the hookup. Consent can be taken away at any point. Yeah, and the reality is that you can change your mind at any point. It could be while you're in bed with someone. It could be, like, in the lead-up to sexting and then you go, actually, no, not ready for it. So just try and keep that in mind as well. Look. Pip and I are trying our best. Zach, obviously an absolute expert. We're giving you our little bits and pieces of true sense. <laughs> but there's only so much that we can do that Zach can do. A lot of stuff that you can learn is actually from just chatting to your friends about it. Yeah, 100% back that. And I will say, like, again, going back to what we were saying before about, I guess, like, bringing our feminism to conversations and engaging with people who might not feel the same way. Like we're tired of doing that. But if a brother or a friend asks me like, hey, I really like this girl. I saw her at work and I kind of want to like instigate a conversation and get to know her. I'd be like, sit down. I have hours for you. I'm ready. I've been waiting. 
let me help you. But I think it's just as important to talk to your actual male friends about how they're doing it too. This is the issue. You know, we keep saying, go and talk to women. I just said it myself. We're so prone to falling back on that. But guys at the pub should be like, moving beyond the who did you bang last week like let's move beyond that and go how did how did you do that how did you navigate that moment what happened there did you ask her did she you know and then we can go oh all right so that's how it works and that's how you're going to get into those moments where guys can actually go oh the real alpha here is the guy who asks the guy who questions the guy who is in an open dialogue about this stuff Like Zach said, like this is just going to normalise these conversations, which is so important. Mm. This whole episode is normalise rejection (laughs) and normalise like, yeah, this kind of chat with mates is so important. And also just be like curious in a respectful way. Like you don't have to pry on details, but yeah, like having these open and judgment-free chats with mates is going to help everybody in the long run. Um, And finally, by the way, we asked Zach for some resources as well because, again, like Dee said, we're just two girls. Two girly pops. Yappa, yappa, yappa in the podcast <laughs> Talking with Zach. Shit. Um, but yeah, if you want some more, here are some from Zach. You know, there's awesome organizations like Teach Us Consent. There's the Man Cave. Movember's got, got resources as well. But it also, I think it's largely an exercise in understanding yourself. Yeah. In understanding what triggers you, what your anxieties are, and then going out and talking about them and, and practicing them. It's the the overarching narrative around men's mental health at the moment, which is like, talk up, reach out, find out what's what's happening. I have loved this episode sick. Um, I have a lot of really, really beautiful straight male friends in my life and I fucking will be sending this episode to all of them. Oh no, for real. Like I'm literally so excited to link them to this because I think Zach was just so on point with everything. He really got the nuance of like what we're feeling and what guys are feeling and trying to bridge that gap because I think a lot of the time, yeah, like we can be like fighting on opposite sides but like he really brought us together for this. So yeah, if you're listening, know someone in your life, know many people in your life, send them this episode. It's so important that they get to listen to this um and And also also, we want you to rate us okay so in like wherever you're listening to this podcast we would so appreciate a review a five-star rating if you will we realize that we've never ever done that like we've never asked yeah like is this important like we kind of just didn't even think about it because we just do our little silly little jobs yeah like no people should people should rate give us feedback people want yeah i feel like i want feedback from people Mm. and also maybe we'll set you like a little challenge like every episode like this one in particular like if you are feeling like a little bit shy and like struggling with initiating give us a review let us know how it goes I don't know, talk about your personal experience if you feel so inclined. But either way, we would love to hear your feedback, so hit us up. And in our DMs, at Triple J The Hookup on Instagram. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Dave Marchese here from the Triple J Hack Team. If you love The Hookup podcast like I do, we reckon you might enjoy the Triple J Hack podcast too. Each day we bring you the news that matters to you, from the latest science on climate change to what's going on in politics and news around the world. The Hack Podcast. It's your daily fix of the news you need to know. Get it wherever you're listening now.